One slate. One slate. It's, it's like, I don't like starting videos tilt staring into the screen asking for one slate, but that's just what I have to do every night, right? It's just the way it goes. Easily on pace for the full sweep on prize picks. My big stand in DFS. No one was on them. The Brooklyn Nets, no one. One, 2% owned. Dinwiddie, absolutely smashing. Cam Johnson, breaking the slate. Nick Claxton, on pace for a solid game. Nothing crazy, but on pace for a solid game. And a massive blowout to punish the Sharks and bail out the faders. 1% Dinwiddie, 2% Claxton. No one played Cam Johnson. Hammer all their overs on prize picks. Going to get the 25x. No way is Nick Claxton playing a minute in the fourth quarter to once again punish me. What have I done to deserve this? What? It's like every night, man. Every night it's something. Like the nuts were so low owned. Dinwiddie, 4%. No one played Cam Johnson. Claxton, 2%. Dinwiddie breaking the slate. Cam Johnson literally on pace for 50. Nick Claxton, I mean, he wasn't going to break the slate, but he was going for 30-plus for sure. No way are they playing any minutes in the fourth quarter. Knicks can't miss a shot. No fourth quarter run for the Nets. Again, that was my biggest stand, right? It was the... The field was not recognizing the rotations for the Nets. Right? They're running such a, a tight rotation, and I get punished with a massive blowout. And also, did I not say this would happen to Jason Tatum? Right? Did I not say that? Tatum? No Jalen Brown? That's a bust and ejected. Full, fully healthy team? Awful matchup? How about a 70 bomb for Tatum? Okay. Yay. Giannis, massive blowout, too. Entered the CSGO $333 tournament last night. Hooked by like two points. Missed the cash. It's just so much pain, man. It's just the pain that we deal with on a night in, night out basis. Like, why? Why? At least the maxi faders were punished, right? I mean, that's, that's a positive. I thought he was one of the best plays of the slate once uh, Joel Embiid got ruled out and he was starting. But, oh, finally fade Giddy. Triple-double. Massive smash for Giddy when I finally fade. When I play, 20 minutes for Giddy. Finally don't click Giddy. Triple-double. Just like the Nets game, man. It just stays competitive. I win $750 off 30. 
It's always something, right? The amount of times that I've got hooked on a 25X. Was there anything else? Oh, I will say this. I will say this. The Sharks, and I mean the sharpest players that have ever played DFS, that played Hernan Gomez tonight, you did not deserve that punishment. He was the best play of the slate factoring in ownership. If you took that risk, you, if you took that risk, you deserve to win a million dollars, in my personal opinion. Now, I did not because I actually was waiting for Hernan Gomez, but once we got Mo Bamba starting, I had to prioritize Mo Bamba. But the sharpest players in the world out there that played Hernan Gomez, you deserve all the money. You do not deserve that punishment. I'm just telling you that right now. Like you should be, you should, you should be able to retire at this point in time if you played Guillermo Hernan Gomez at four percent ownership. He was the best play of the slate. I'm just, I'm just again. I did not play him. Those that played him, he was the best play of the slate, and they closed small. Was there anything else I wanted to bring up? Um, I think that was it. I mean, just the Nets getting out, man. Come on. They were all smashing. Cam Johnson literally going for 50-plus. Dinwiddie on pace for 45. Claxton on pace for a solid game. Knicks can't miss. All right, I guess I'm ready to talk about this four-game slate now. If you guys are new, my name is DK. I am a little bit crazy, but hey, we talk about DFS here. We talk about player props and prize picks. If you guys are not on prize picks, you can use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. I'll have a link down below. Take advantage of that free money. And uh, if you're looking for premium content, uh, you can check out my Patreon linked down below. Any questions, always leave them in the comments section or hit me up on Twitter. All right, so the first game here, we got Toronto and Washington. Fully healthy Toronto team. They now have Will Barton, too. So I'm not sure how that's going to work out, um, if he's going to be like playing rotation minutes or not. But um, it's a good matchup for them. I think Siakam and Van Fleet are fair plays. You know, you saw 34 minutes for Siakam and um, 35 for Van Fleet. Normally, they're playing you know somewhere in the neighborhood of 35 to 40 minutes. So I think they're both solid plays at the top. Jakob Pertl started, only played 26 minutes. Um, you would think he would play a little bit more. But he's about a fantasy point per minute guy. If he continues to play, you know, around 30 minutes, I think he's a pretty safe option. Scotty Barnes feels a little bit pricey at 7-2, but you just, you never know. Like this, guy, this is a guy that tilts me so much. Like, when the team, when he has the team to himself, he bust. He'll just randomly go off when they're fully healthy. So, like, I would not be surprised if you see, like, a 50 bomb from Scotty Barnes tonight or tomorrow. Um, OG, 5-7. He's just, like, a last guy in. He's been... I mean, the floor is there, right? Like, you've seen 11 fantasy points in 34 minutes, 16 in 39 minutes. You did see a decent game for him last time out, but, yeah, I don't love it, but, like, he should see at least 30 minutes, I would think. Gary Trent Jr. moved to the bench with the Flayella team, but he still played 28 minutes. He's a guy that, you know, if he knocks down his shots, does have a ceiling. Don't know if I get to anyone else, though. Ashton Chua only played 12 minutes last game. My boy, Chris Boucher, played 14. We know he's a good point-per-minute guy, so, like, 
if you get a game where Boucher pushes for 20 minutes, yeah, you could have a good game at this price. I don't know if we're going to see Will Barton play rotation minutes, so I don't think I can go there. You might see a little bit of Thad Young, but mainly I would say it would be the starters that I have interest in for Toronto. On the Washington side, they're almost fully healthy. If Porzingis back, but Monte Morris is still out. Um, with the spend-ups, Porzingis, Beal, and Kuzma, I think factoring in price, Beal would probably be my favorite. He should play mid-30s minutes. He's got the shooting guard uh, eligibility. Porzingis, if he's not in a limit, I think is a fine tournament play. Then Kyle Kuzma, I mean, I played him last slate. He shot awful, so this is going to be the game where he smashes probably. Still a guy that you know can go for 40-plus anytime he touches the court. Gafford becomes a bit riskier with Porzingis back. He probably won't play as much, so more of a tournament-only play. Denny most likely moves back to the bench. I still like DeLon Wright at 4-6. I don't think he has like a massive ceiling, but if you give him around 30 minutes at 4.6, I think he's one of the safer plays in the board. Goodwin, Kendrick Dunn should back him up. You might see a little bit of Corey Kispert too, but don't think I can stomach that, even on a small slate. Philadelphia and Dallas, this one just depends on Joel Embiid. If Joel Embiid plays, I think Embiid, Harden would be fine spend-ups. Harris and Maxey would be solid options in the mid-range. Melton would be a guy you know you could take a shot on in tournaments, but there'd be no priorities. Now that really changes if Joel Embiid is out. Right? If Joel Embiid is out, Absolutely love Tyrese Maxey if they start that small ball lineup again. Love Maxey. Harden becomes one of the best spun-ups in the slate. He gets a massive usage bump. Tobias Harris becomes one of the best mid-range plays in the slate. He'll play more and uh, have more usage. De'Anthony Melton should play more at 3.8K. You saw Paul Reed play a good amount off the bench and Smash went for a double-double. He would be a solid value. I mean, Tucker started at the 5, but it's P.J. Tucker. I mean, I guess he's playable, but I would prefer the other guys we talked about. So there would be a lot to like here for Philly if Joel Embiid is out. Let's talk about Dallas. Um, Luka Doncic is 11.9K. There's not a ton of spend-ups in the slate. So if if you're comfortable with enough of the value, I'm totally fine just spending up for Luka Doncic. I will say, like, his floor is a little bit lower playing alongside Kyrie. But still, Luka can go for 70-plus anytime he touches at the court. Kyrie Irving is 9.4. I just like fine with it. I don't love it. Don't hate it. I wouldn't prioritize him, but if I landed on him as my last piece in as a spend up, oh, yeah, that's fine. He should play 35 to 40 minutes. Christian Wood is 6K. Minutes have not been great on him. He will be productive, but right now more of a tournament only play. Tim Hardaway Jr., 5 2. Minutes have kind of been all over the place for him, but he's a guy that can put the ball in the bucket. I think he's a fine tournament play. You're never going to get excited about rostering these guys, but like Reggie Bullock is 3 7. I think he's probably going to play around 30 minutes. Josh Green is 3.8K. Minutes have ticked down on him a bit, but still seeing, you know, on average, I don't know, around 20 minutes a game. Maxi Kleba came back, was on a limit, but played 24 minutes. He's 3.3K. I guess that's playable. White Powell probably can't go to him with Maxi Kleba back. You'll, you'll see some Justin Holiday in the rotation too, but... The rest of the Dallas Mavs, it's hard for me to feel good about anyone outside of really Luka and Kyrie at the top. Let's talk about the Pacers and the Spurs. For the Pacers, really depends on the status of Halliburton. If Halliburton is out, there's a lot to like here for the Pacers. Number one, you would get McConnell and Nemhard kind of splitting the point guard duties. Both would be two of the best plays of the slate. Both would be massive chalk. You would get a usage bump for Turner. He would look a bit better. You would get more usage for Heald, more usage for Matherin, more usage for Naismith. They would all look really, really good. So there would just be a ton to like here from the Pacers if Halliburton is out. Now, if Halliburton's in, 
I think Halliburton himself would be a pretty good play going up against the Spurs. Should play mid-30s minutes. Is a guy that has a pretty high ceiling. Um, and then the other starters, like McConnell or McConnell and Nemhard would just be secondary values if, if Halliburton plays. As would like Heald and Mather. And like, I don't think I'd prioritize these guys, but 5.6K for Heald feels a little cheap. Matherin's a guy that we know has a ceiling if he knocked down his shots. Turner would still be a good play too, even if Halliburton plays. So, and then Naismith would be like a last guy in, like most likely plays mid 20s minutes. He has dealt with foul trouble recently. So, I think on average, again, you're probably getting 25 to 30 minutes from him. I'll mention Jordan Awara too. He's 3.4K. He's been seeing rotation minutes. We know he's a guy that's not afraid to shoot the ball. So, I think he would be. Playable. And then Jalen Smith's beginning the backup five run over Daniel Tice the last couple of games. He's got power forward eligibility. So if that continues, I think he's even an okay punt play. So kind of scary to say, but there's a good amount to like for the Pacers. And if Halburn misses, there's a lot more to like. Now we talk about the Spurs, and I just I hate seeing this team on the slate, especially when you have like 20 guys questionable. Like, how am I supposed to break this down? Like, what? Alden Johnson questionable. Trey Jones, questionable. Malachi Branham, questionable. Devin Vassell's been out for like three months, and he's probable. How many minutes is he going to play, right? So if all the questionable guys are out, then there's a good amount to like here. I think Devonta Graham would probably be my favorite play. You should get a good amount of run for Blake Wesley at the guard position. Sohan would be relied upon for a lot more usage. Zach Collins would look good. Bates Diop would look good. McDermott would play more. So there'd be a lot to like here from the Spurs if all these questionable guys are out. If they're all in, then I think Keldon would probably be my favorite play um, just because he's consistently playing mid-30s minutes a night. I don't think I could get to like Jones or Purcell because I think they'll be on a pretty strict minutes limit. They've been out for a while. Um, so, And then Bassey, he's going to play the backup five. If you think Zach Collins gets in foul trouble or the game blows out, you can look to Bassey. So the Spurs are going to look appealing if a lot of these guys are out. If they're all in, I would say Keldon probably my favorite play. Finally, the Clippers and the Warriors. So on the Clippers side, um, Kawhi Leonard, 9-3, Paul George, 8-5. I like the matchup for them. Price points, meh. Eh, like they're okay, but I'm not going to prioritize either of them. Russell Westbrook, 7K. Last couple games, 25, 20 minutes. I mean, he's been playing well offensively. The issue is, like, will he close? Because this game against Denver, he was smashing, and he just never came back in. So, like, I like the ceiling on Westbrook. If you get the game where he plays 30 to 35 minutes, you could have a really, really good game. Zubach and Plumley, they're going to split the center position. Eh, don't know if I can get to either at their price points. Um, Norman Powell should play a good chunk off the bench. I think he's a fine tournament play at 4-9. You're going to see Terrence Mann play decent minutes off the bench as well, 3.9K. I think he's a reasonable value. Eric Gordon barely played last game. And then Marcus Morris has been awful, but he's 3.6K and continues to start. Nick Batum will see rotation minutes as well. Um, I think he's like a fine punt play at that price. And finally, Golden State. So still no Steph, still no Wiggins. I think Poole and Thompson both have a ceiling. In a competitive game, I'm expecting mid-30s minutes from both. So I like both the Golden State guards. We'll see what the ownership comes in on for them. Like if one's going to be a lot more popular than the other, I'll just probably go to the lower own guy in tournaments. Draymond Green, I think, is a very safe play. 6.3. Should play low 30s minutes. The guy that can stuff a stat sheet. I like him. Looney started. Played 23 minutes. I think he's like a fair play in the mid-range. DiVincenzo has been starting as well. He's been playing pretty solid minutes, like low to mid-30s. I think he's a pretty good option in the mid-range. He'll be popular. He's got the shooting guard small forward uh, eligibility as well. 
Kaminga moved back to the bench. Played 25 minutes still, though. So I think he's a fair value play. We know Kaminga, not a bad point per minute guy. I, Jerome, been playing decent minutes off the bench. I think he's an okay uh, contrarian value. And then you'll see some Anthony Lamb and Jermichael Green as well. Anthony Lamb, only 3.2K. Jermichael Green, 3.1. I'm only played five minutes last game. So if I was to take a shot in one of those like backup bigs, it definitely would be Anthony Lamb. But yeah, so that's going to wrap up the video, guys. Um, AB tomorrow will not end in pain. I mean, the Nets, massive blow. You just can't make it up. Man. You literally can't make it up. Because that was my biggest stand was I loved the Nets in tournaments. I took all their overs and prize picks, and I get punished with no fourth quarter run for them at negative ownership. And then the Tatum game, insult to entry. You really had to go for 70s tonight, Jason Tatum. You really had to do that. Thanks again for watching, guys. Hope you have a great night. Uh, keep an eye out for the prize fix video. I'll have that up after this, and uh, we'll see you in the next one.